So what's new, dude? Uh, not much. Same old. I mean, I think uh, this episode, I mean, a lot of a lot of things are coming to a head. Mm-hmm. And I feel like really resonating with the show in my life and especially oh, man. all those things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not creating content. I just need to be creating content, but I just like keep writers blocking it. I feel like um, Bradley Cooper in the beginning of the movie Limitless. Like I'm nowhere near that that bummy, but (laughs) you haven't seen Limitless? No. Bro, that's my favorite bad movie. Okay, I was going to say. That's my favorite like. I've seen bits and pieces of it and I'm like, this is, this is a bad movie, right? Yeah, no, like this, this that's is... like a T, that's a that's like a TNT three cam yeah. re, rerun that movie. It was always on TNT. Yeah, like like a USA doctor's yeah. office. Like <laughs> you watch five minutes of it at like a bar or a deli. Like that's exactly how the bits and pieces I watched was just a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. playing on TV. I watched the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, the last like probably fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. ends kind of suddenly. It's just like. Look at me now. I'm now I'm limitless. Now I win. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it because it's more fantasy and less like thematically grounded in like yeah. reality. It's just like, hey, here's an overpowered drug, and now I'm overpowered. The end. <laughs> <laughs> it it really reminds me of the stories I used to come up with when I was like eight. Of like, eight? <laughs> no, not about drugs, not about drugs, no, I but know, just like, I know, but... wow, now I'm powerful. Now yeah, I have yeah, a superpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of get what you mean. It's like, oh, I wrote a comic book, yeah. Radioactive Bear Man. Like, <laughs> exactly. And now I'm a, a, a superpower bear and I beat Superman yeah, exactly. and I'm great. <laughs> now, now I'm great. At, I'm good at everything. By the way, I'm. Uh, the smartest person in the world. I'm also the strongest person in the world. The fastest person in the world. I'm the coolest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's my fantasy, I guess. I resonate with it less because I'm, I don't know, I have more depth now maybe. But uh, <laughs> that was like one of my favorites in my college heyday of like when I was trying to be limitless, I guess, when I was obsessed with like my infinite potential of... <laughs> All those things. Did you see this movie and you're like, yeah, actually, I, I need to be like him. I mean, yeah, it was like self-insert <laughs> fantasy. I think it was less so like, yeah, like I wanted to be very, very successful and charismatic and good at everything. I don't know why. There's just so something like box office yummy popcorn munchy about it. There's this <laughs> montage where the first time he takes his drug, which is basically like Adderall on Adderall. Like... <laughs> <laughs> He goes home, but the first thing he does is clean his room. Right. And I don't know why. Uh, I just love that <laughs> montage. Yeah. Even with the super OP drug, the first thing he does is like set up better systems in his life. Yeah. And I don't know. Something about that kind of reminds me like, well, yeah, Peter, I know you want to write this novel. I, not literally, but like, are you doing the basic stuff? Yeah. You know, that's my overall takeaway. It's it's like the. The fantasy of the movie is like, I could just, if I did, if I just had, uh, and this is, I like put to push back and stuff like this is like, if I just had this, then maybe I could. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I don't think that's always the case. Like, I think people create those barriers in their mind themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's funny that you say that the first thing he does is clean his room. Like there's nothing stopping anyone from doing that. Exactly. Exactly. If we did a bogus thesis on that movie. Or if maybe how we would change it is that the pills were placebo the whole yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
that's that's the like sigma male sort of thing like <laughs> oh god the the pills are nothing man he just realized his potential as a human being yeah i also think it's funny of like very uh of like a stern stern peter being like stern as in the school not <laughs> yeah not the stern emotion yeah as the school being like oh, just the whole premise of the movie is like this pill makes me perfect it's like so funny for a stern student oh, i just need to take this pill and then i'll be perfect <laughs> yeah you know what i mean fantasy yeah hey but, anyway. but, but you know what's you know what's even better is yeah. realizing you don't need to be perfect you already are perfect on the inside and Aww. you are everything that you need to be loved oh i am enough you don't need you are enough even if you didn't clean your room even if you didn't go to the gym today i still love you just as much <sighs> I, i'm not kidding what thank you thank you what is this uh what is this unconditional love it's that's, uncomfortable that's my <laughs> my pushback against against limitless is for sure it's it's nice it can feel good to yourself to do those things but if you don't you're still deserving of of love and admiration yeah that that fries my system <laughs> i'm trying to receive it but it fries it's my tough. system it's tough yeah tough for me to accept that too about myself yeah. but i hope everyone takes that pill you take the perfect yeah. pill and then you take the I'm not perfect and that's okay pill. That's the harder yeah. pill to swallow. Well, I, I think I think that yeah, that pill's so hard for me. And I think the reason that it's hard is because like I've lived my life in such extremes that like a lot of like when I'm high functioning, like mm-hmm. I don't know how to be moderately functioning. Yeah. I'm either high functioning because I think I'm not enough, mm-hmm. unless I'm like super high functioning, go, go, go. Or I just order DoorDash, eat delivery, yeah. binge TV, play video games, mm-hmm. have Dorito, have Dorito dust on my shirt, mm-hmm. don't shave. Like, mm-hmm. so, so that that moderate middle ground is is like, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a it's a new place I'm trying to venture into. Just as I'm a grown ass thirty year old man. I'm thirty now, by the way. Everyone listening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking old now. Yeah, I'm not that old, but I feel I feel like. I think I've felt, I don't know if I felt 30 for the last two years, but I did feel like physiologically and like spiritually closer to how I feel now since 27 than I felt when I was yeah. like 25. Mm-hmm. There's that. Anyway, I'm all over the place. I'm being emo. No, right I, I, I love it because <laughs> we're talking about Zuko today. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a big Zuko moment. Today. Exactly. And I kind of want to jump into it. Let's do it. And talk about it. So this is this is the podcast. This is the theme song. It goes like this. It is December 24th, Christmas Eve at the time of this recording. And this is Avatar the last Avatar the first viewing. <laughs> this is the podcast where a first-time watcher of the show Avatar the Last Airbender goes through and watches the entire series from start to finish alongside an Avatar expert. I'm your Avatar expert, Eli. And I'm your Avatar newbie. My name is Peter. And today we're finishing up part two of The Day of the Black Sun. This one is called The Eclipse. And we have a big Zuko episode. A lot lot of plot stuff. Again, the last episode, a lot of plot stuff. This episode, a lot of plot stuff. But a lot of more character moments. Big character moments, especially with Zuko. So what are your overall thoughts on this episode? Overall thoughts, I thought it was a great episode. I think they did a really good job of... The eclipse is finally happening. It's it's a climactic moment, right? But mm-hmm. it's not like it flubs and like blows up all in one episode. 
Mm-hmm. A lot does happen that is proportional to the buildup, but there's so much still left to yeah. uncover, so much left to be done. It's it's you reached one kind of peak, but there's a mountain even bigger now that you reach this peak, yeah. plot wise. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really well done. That's not always easy to pull off. I also think that a lot of it had a lot of the same elements as last episode, but the execution was just so much better. Yeah. Like the action was great. The fight scenes and choreography was great. The dialogue was great. Thematically, I mean, this is one of like if you wrote an essay about Zuko's journey throughout this whole thing, like this whole episode would be would take up like all of your third and yeah. fourth paragraphs, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang, imagine when essays used to be only five paragraphs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> remember when we used to write essays, actually? Uh, I mean, we do at the end of every episode. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> well, just a thesis. True, true. And then the animation, they ra- randomly chatted it up. Yeah. And it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my overall thoughts. What about you? Yeah, I, I love this episode because of, uh, mostly because the Zuko moment. It's fun seeing Zula, great villain. Yeah. I love seeing her hatching these sort of plans. And we hear a lot more like talking out of Fire Lord Ozai. Yes, yes. Than we normally do. And it's like, and then you really get a, a sense of like, oh yeah, there's there's Mark Hamill. That's him. I think he's a great voice actor. So yeah, I, lo- I love seeing that. I love seeing a little bit more out of him because he's, he's so legend. stoic. And now you really get to see some like, emotions out of yeah ozai because so far he's just been like so unexpectedly calm yeah the entire third season and now he's finally like really showing how he feels and showing kind of more of his evilness to zuko yeah but yeah let's let's go over all that let's do the freshman year not the freshman year the newbie recap yep, yep. newbie recap so last episode we left off with Aang realizing that the whole capital has been deserted. It's abandoned. The Fire Lord's not in his chambers. He flies back to Angang, the Angang that's continuing the siege, like relatively successfully because the eclipse is starting to happen, and says, like, I don't know where they are. Sokka is smart enough to realize, like, he's probably nearby. He wouldn't abandon the capital all the way, so he's probably in a bunker. Toph feels out that there are tunnels and a metal box in the middle of Volcano. So... Mm. Ang Sokka and Toph fly back to the volcano and they actually do kind of tunnel through and, and get to the heart of the chamber. But instead of the Fire Lord, it's Azula sitting in this bunker. Mm-hmm. B story, Zuko busts into a different room where the Fire Lord is and says, It's time for you to time for me to tell you the truth. And Fire Lord sends out the guards and Zuko. Finally, explicitly, like having conviction after three long seasons of being so internally conflicted, it says, I didn't take down the Avatar, Azula did, and also he's not dead. Also, I'm not taking orders from you anymore. I'm going to join the Avatar. He flat out decides. It's he like, bears it all. Yeah. He just fully commits. He's saying like, oh, he also says like very big, big things like, what an amazing lie he says that it is that like we're trying to spread greatness. We've spread an era of fear and hatred. I will mm-hmm. beg Iroh for forgiveness and we need to spread an era of peace and kindness. So annoyingly blunt and like earnest and like, uh, you know, like black and white. But like that's kind of like true. To, I think this is partially why like I know a lot of girls that like kind of stand Zuko and like kind of swoon Zuko. Yeah. And I think it's because, like, he is tortured, but he's actually very nice and, like, directly kind and, like, er- yeah. earnest, you know? 
Exactly. Or, uh, uh, yeah. Among many things, among many reasons. And then back to story A where <laughs> back to story A where Azula basically has the Dai Li kind of fight uh the like the three Ang gang members. Katara wasn't there because the solar eclipse has happened. They're trying to figure out where the Fire Lord is through Azula. Azula is deft, deft as fuck and like is jumping around shit even though she can't firebend. And basically, mm. she's stalling. Uh, she even taunts Sokka by saying like, "Oh, Prince Suki, Suki, or Princess, or yeah, Suki <laughs> squealed." She didn't say that. I'm just thinking of Star Fox. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Star Fox. Star Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? They squealed. About? Like, there's a. I don't think I've there's actually a sound ever played bite from Star, Star Fox. Fox about like your your daddy squealed real good like before he died. Oh, like, okay, uh, it's a meme. Uh, Is that like Wolf is saying to Fox or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, 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 one of the uh, antagonists. Well, actually, I have another. I was going to mention Smash Bros. later in this episode, so I'm going to mention it again here. Well, actually, yeah, this is a good part to mention. This part really, when uh, Azula is running away from them, it just reminds me. It's the same frustration I have when I'm playing Smash online. I love this, and I'm playing. I'm playing like Ganondorf. Yeah, and then they're playing like Pichu. I don't know, like. Yeah, P- uh, Joker, Squirtle. Joker, Joker, oh and they're just running away, or like Samus, and they're yeah, just running yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, just, just fight me, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt, I felt the same way. It felt like Smash. Yeah, she's just like roll dodging everything. Exactly, leaping off the walls. Yeah. Anyway, Azula stalls successfully until the fire bending comes back on, and they're not able to find the Fire Lord. As soon as firebending comes back on, the Fire Lord does not hesitate to multi-paladin yeah. s- smite Zuko. <laughs> it's so like powerful yeah. and de- like it's probably like we've probably seen like level three bending, but it was like level five. Like it wasn't one the streak lightning. of lightning zap. It was like like I don't know. Yeah. Like, it really looked like Star Wars shit. And then uh, Zuko is able to actually somewhat not casually, but like. It's not like he almost died or anything. He actually did redirect it back at him. Mm. So I guess, you know, Iroh teaching him that was good. And Zuko gets away. The episode ends basically like just... Oh, oh, oh. I have to mention this. (laughs) Hot air balloons. (laughs) Hot air balloons. It came full circle. Finally. Hot air balloons. They they come. The Fire Nation comes up with hot air balloons. They've been hiding. They go and bomb the uh, submarine so they can't escape. When Toph said bomb, I was like, "Is that a concept? Is yeah. that have that has that been in the series at, I, until this? Not point? like this. Not industry. No. Industrial. Like yeah. It, it was giving like Vietnam War, World War Two. Like, yeah, it was like run. London bombing. Yeah. Like. Yeah, very much that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they they destroy the submarines. Basically, the adults say like, "No, we'll live to fight another day. Like, we'll be taken prisoners of war. You guys need to escape on Abba. That's the only way to keep hope alive." So, Ang Gang and like a few of the young kids, like wheelchair Jimmy, and <laughs> I, I don't know if his real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this was a good bit. The Duke. The Duke. Goodbye. The yeah. Duke. Goodbye, the Duke. And they leave and they will live to fight another day. And uh, that's the episode. And then Zuko triumphantly following them in a hot air balloon. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Zuko. Yeah. yeah, And so I'm sure there will be episodes of Zuko being like, no, I want to help you. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. And Sokka mm-hmm. being like, what? We can't join. Let him join. <laughs> you know? So. Well, I'll, I want to roll right into prediction. So that's your, yeah. that's your main prediction, right? Well, yeah. I think they're going to try and like shoot down the thing and then be like, oh, wait, no, that's Zuko. Let's hear what he has to say. Aang's mm. obviously going to be like, no, this is great. I want him as my bestie. And Sokka's okay. going to be like, I can't believe blah, 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 blah. And then Katara's going to blush. Gonna be like, you know? Okay. And then Toph is going to be like, I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? I can't tell. <laughs> uh, I think I think they're probably gonna leave Toph out of it. Maybe she'll have one line being like bully, but he's an asshole. Uh, yeah, Toph Toph doesn't have a problem with we've we haven't seen her having a problem with Zuko so yeah, far. Yeah, never. Right? He he's always like or she's never threatened by him and like yeah, it's not, you know Exactly. Yeah, she and the, really the, care. the few times she's come into contact with him was the one episode in season two when she unknowingly like hangs out with Iroh for a while and then they meet up with Zuko and he's not fighting them at that point but yeah. he's like oh oh this you know this guy like that kind of thing <laughs> and then and then later on at the end of season two she's not in the fight at the end where was she at that point probably like we're talking about the catacombs right yeah she's not there she's in like she's on the surface or something I forget yeah okay yeah that, that's what I'm saying she always is like strategically out of these fights maybe this is like a Freshman bogus season. I think Aang and Toph, the two of them can take Fire Lord Ozai. I think. Even though, here's the thing. Aang doesn't know firebending at this point. Yeah. So maybe not, maybe not this Aang, right? But I think Toph can nearly take Fire Lord Ozai. You haven't seen that much out of him. You yeah, did yeah, see yeah. his lightning bending, which looked nuts, like way yeah, more yeah, powerful yeah, yeah, than yeah, any yeah. other firebending you've seen. Yeah, but you can say the same of Toph of like, oh, this yeah. earthbending is crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I think I think Toph out of the show. I think the most powerful benders that are alive, other than Roku, yeah, well, like I, I, including Roku, I would say like Roku is the most powerful bender yeah. I've seen uh, throughout the show so far. Other than Roku, I think it would be like Iroh, the Fire Lord, and Toph. Yeah, and I, I'm not really sure. Like, I feel like Iroh would be able to beat the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it's Iroh then. But I, 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 Toph and the Fire Lord, I just haven't seen enough of the Fire Lord. I feel like it would be like neck to neck. Okay. Yeah, like we'll see right. more of the Fire Lord, though. He wasn't defeated. And so I want to no. know. Are, yeah. we, we have a few things shifting. Again, I want to go yeah, back yeah, yeah, to yeah. the like, finale predictions. Because yeah, 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 previously, yeah, yeah. We, we said a lot of things. We have about, a lot more data yeah, points. Yeah. Because we had talked a lot, and it shifted a lot. And you said it was going to be some sort of thing with Zuko and Aang battling the Fire Lord. Now we know definitively Zuko is saying, that's not my destiny. The Avatar is going to battle you. That's not yeah, my fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so... That's, that's pretty yeah. sexy. That's pretty sexy. I, I, and I really love that moment. It's one of my... Yeah, yeah. One, yeah. Of, the, one of the best moments. But um, so what do you think are their destinies now? What is Zuko's destiny? What is Aang's... Well, he's kind of spelling out what Aang's destiny is. But like, how does that change for Zuko? Oh, okay, okay. So I forgot to add two more things to the recap. Yeah. And I'm going to say them now because they're relevant. One is that Iroh broke out of prison. Yep. And like the metal bars were just like busted open. So I don't know what the hell happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And we don't know where he went. And then the second thing is he was very vague about it. So we'll find out more. But basically the mother was exiled for like some treasonous thing. 
Mm-hmm. It sounds like she made, she like was a martyr. She sacrificed herself. He, she's going to sacrifice herself. <laughs> uh, she sacrificed herself in some way. She got exiled. And the Fire Lord says that like, huh, maybe she's alive. Mm-hmm. I think that being said, I think Zuko's destiny and like his timeline is going to play out. He's going to join the Aang gang. He's going to teach Aang how to firebend. Mm-hmm. And then he will probably, maybe before or after the climax of the fight, he will... Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, my gears are turning right now. Okay, so next, they're going to join up. He's going to teach him how to firebend. Yeah. They're going to try and fight again before Sozin's Comet, but they're probably going to fight during Sozin's Comet. But because Aang also is able to benefit from the buff of Sozin's Comet. Yeah. Yeah. Through being able to wield firebending, he's going to be able to win. Zuko, I think, will not be in the fight with the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't know who will be fighting, but so I think So there's no like, more sacrifice. You said there's a Zuko sacrifice. I don't think Zuko's going to yeah. sacrifice anymore. I think he's going to try. I think how it's going to go is he's going to try and find his mom, maybe. And then he's going to peacefully rule the Fire Nation. Okay. His destiny is to like rule the Fire Nation as like and bring help Aang because Aang's not like a governing like <laughs> yeah yeah he's type right like no he, yeah Zuko's gonna be like the governing Fire Lord that reigns in an era of non militant like yeah. peace and kindness whatever I don't know what that means for Azula because Azula is not gonna take that sitting down yeah I'm happy with that let's talk about our favorite parts then who favorite parts yeah. I got, there's a lot of great, I love, I mean, obviously Zuko just spitting facts back at his dad. As you're saying, what makes his character so endearing is how earnest he can be in these moments. The bravery that it takes someone to say that, especially to your, to a father figure. Yeah. That's what makes people, it makes myself really love this character because that's hard for anyone to do. Yeah. Dude, when he said, I thought I was trying to get my honor back, but really I just wanted your approval. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that hit. <laughs> that hit. That hit right, yeah. in the, right in the feelings. Yep. It's more personal than people want. A lot of the conflicts in anyone's lives is more personal than they will say. Yeah. And also, like, the personal is the universal. Exactly. That statement. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. I mean, that that's, I think, like, from a show-wide narrative arc perspective, that's got to be mentioned in the favorite parts. Yeah. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. And, like, it really could have come off, like, super cheesy or, like... Yeah. It, it just didn't. Exactly. It, it just, exactly. Even though it was... Like, usually I don't like... It feels like it's breaking the rules of show, don't tell. Yeah. But but it's... I don't know. It's it, it's it, just it, so it, earned. That's why yeah. it's so good. Yeah, yeah, you've, yeah. you've seen yeah. so much growth out of Zuko that when he says this, you're, like, you're there with him and you agree so hard with him. That it, it didn't... Yeah. It, same for me. It doesn't come across to me as cheesy it just comes across as yeah, genuine. Yeah. and he's not shaking he's like yeah solid and he's there like willing to not willing to die but like, uh, yeah maybe like willing mm-hmm. to risk it all like he understands that like he's been terrified of this but he's like done mm-hmm. being terrified of it yeah of his destiny i guess i love how he calls out his dad of like that's fucked up 
not only that you would do this to, to your son, oh, but to a 13 yeah, yeah, year old, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way that he phrased yeah, yeah, yeah. it is like, oh, I, he said it, that was yeah. cruel and something. And that's why I love it. Like he's so it's so honest in ways that you don't even realize you did when you watched it originally. But you put it, he puts it again in that context. And it's like, oh, he's yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Like he was only 13. Yeah. One last thing about this. Yeah. I didn't realize until you said it again. But because, you know, I've seen this already. But like when the Fire Lord attacks him with lightning bending i kind of for because I, I knew that was going to happen so i kind yeah. of forgot of like how like savage that is to like yeah immediately do that against your son you know yeah he's like oh you're, you're a traitor you're dead right yeah and i thought it was surprising because a lot of times the archetype of the fire lord would have some sort of like leniency or favoritism on Zuko, not because they are merciful to their son, but because as an extension of their ego, mm-hmm. they see their male lineage as like an extension of their legacy. They want to like groom them for their ideology to prosper into the future. But he was like, yeah, I'll fucking I'll kill you right you now. The instant, yeah. literally the instant yeah. the son appears and like, mm-hmm. I can do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought that was uh, pretty intense. I want to reframe the context of this as well, because Ozai, they just discussed that Zuko had been learning from Iroh. But mm. at this point, Ozai wouldn't know anybody who can defend against lightning bending. That's true. So he, he did it like thinking like he, he, would, he would definitely kill him is what he was yeah. doing. Because no, yeah. one, no one else yeah. could, no one else had, only Iroh could have blocked this. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that's what makes this moment especially great is just knowing like not only has he been betrayed by by Zuko, but also by Iroh for him teaching him this in this moment. You're right. Like there's a there's a beat where the camera pauses on like the Fire Lord looking into like the empty hall that Zuko leaves after he rebounds the lightning where like he's kind of processing all of what that means. Exactly. I thought the action in this episode was a lot better. Yeah. Better than last episode. There's like the military action and then the fight choreography action. Mm. With the Dai Li, with, with the Zula, I thought that fight's choreography, they kind of bring in new shit and like elevate it every time. Mm. They keep their fight scenes so fresh. For example, like John Wick, for me, movie yeah. one was like amazing, like gun heist choreography. Mm. But then by movie two and three, I was like, this is the same thing. Yeah. Like you, you guys are pooping out the same thing like Mm. okay you added dogs i guess but yeah with these choreography scenes they they add something fresh every time azula being like she was believable yeah and it was also like so great because the other fire vendors just became muggles you know they just became like like, we we surrender (laughs) yeah civilians you know and and uh the fact that azula was so like quick on her feet she was also smart enough to have the Dai Li. And actually evade like fire or, or like bending attacks, even without like any bending. I thought that was great. There was a lot of like springboarding and you could kind of see that like if you were an earthbender, good earthbender, the concept of land and like the spatial shit around you would be so much more malleable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we kind of saw that in this episode where like they were sinking in and out of the ground yeah. and how things would just like jut out and like push people over. Yep. And I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So that's a fight sequence. The military sequence, there was less of like the mechanical CGI stuff that kind of takes me out yeah. of it sometimes. Yeah. The forces seemed a lot bigger this episode. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. It seemed more like a proportional amount. Mm-hmm. 
to actually siege a capital, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stuff that was happening was more regular warlike and less weird, like metal ca- caterpillars doing <laughs> yeah. doing the worm. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Cool. Yeah, I mean that's about all I had for favorite. If you want to move on to critiques, yep, yep. I got a couple. I'll just throw Go out. Ahead. One is um, the eclipse glasses. Yeah, I was like, wait, hold just on, just cut that out. Just I was cut like, that out. I had to think about it. And I like rationalize it when I was watching this. I'm like, is it so they can just go look and see, oh, is the sun still eclipsed? I guess so. But why, why can't someone just be like five minutes? We have five, you know, like that, that would do just even better a job. It just, every time that the guy, mechanist. you know how nowadays when you watch uh, like a Marvel movie or something yeah, and like the one Chinese actor that like <laughs> isn't really part of the script, but like. They did it to because, appeal to China. Yeah, like <laughs> that. It, it feels like what is this about? Like yeah, you don't yeah. fit in. If we literally chopped you out, nothing would change. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know exactly. What I know, I'm I know exactly. Like, and dude, I point this out in so many movies. Every blockbuster movie has like, oh, and then somehow the Chinese government, their funding saves that. Like in the, do you remember yeah, the yeah, Martian? Yeah. Like that's part yeah, of the story. It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, China's yeah. gonna help us. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. did you see that movie Skyscraper? It takes place in like no, Hong Kong or Shanghai. Ridiculous Dwayne Rock Johnson movie, like really great bad oh, movie. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because I also just watched Die Hard for the first time last night. First time? First time. I thought it was Merry Christmas. really great. <laughs> Die Hard was, is amazing, dude. It was so, the John McClane character was so kind of funny. It was like, yeah. it was so spot Yippee on. motherfucker. All the 80s yeah. tropes, I can see how, like, is, did yeah. this movie invent these things? Or are they just fully yeah. embracing all these things? It was tough for me to tell. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. But, like, that movie was so, they took so much from that movie. And also, yeah. like, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Just like, Oh, yeah, dude. So good as yeah. that role. Exactly. Yeah. It was a really great movie, but... I looking back because I saw Skyscraper years ago. I love it's yeah. like great bad movie. It's the exact same plot, but that movie is the, at the same time. It's like oh, the Chinese government is the hero at the end of the day. It's like oh, the police. It's the same thing. It's like the police are in contact with him, and he's a cop. He's like an American cop. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. in the building, and at the end of the day, it's like ah, oh, thank thank you, Chinese government, for solving the day. <laughs> and it's so it's so shoehorned in. I love it. But it's out of place and it takes you out of it. Oh, That's exactly how I feel when the mechanist, the mechanist. or the inventor guy comes in. It's like, what? What is it? It feels like like a like an ad placement yeah. or something. It's it's almost. I almost wanted one of the characters to be like, look up at the sun and be like, wow, what a world we live in. <laughs> Science is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that it was cringe. It, it, they didn't even come back to it. No. I, I feel like there must have been like some executive being like, "Oh, we need some something, you know, mechanic and cool for the boys that we could we can <laughs> he, merchandise." He used all like, of his his uh, his inventions last episode. He needs something this episode too. Yeah, like I, I I'm like what? It, yeah. it felt it felt like notes. Yeah, it felt like someone gave him notes and they had to eat, like squeeze it in. Goofy looking. Uh, so as that well. was my. That's such a nitpick, but that was a critique. Less of a critique and more of a question, like, where does magma bending fit in between fire and earth bending? That, that is a good question. And yeah. I won't answer that. Yeah. But I will say, perhaps it may, that may be answered in the future. I feel like Toph should be able to magma bend. 
we will was see. My take was my take. There. We we will see. It might not come into fruition in Avatar. Yeah, is what I'll say. Oh, it's a it's a maybe Legend of maybe we'll Carling. see. Okay, okay, okay. But but I'm I'm bringing this up because they had to like cross through a chasm of magma yeah. this episode and very Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Um, a chasm? Is it a chasm? My bad. Yeah, a chasm. Oh, you okay. said chasm. I thought you were making a joke. No, no, no. I, I, maybe I've said it so many times as a joke. Uh, uh, a, chasm. Chad, a Chad chasm. I thought, that's what I thought you were getting at. Like, what a badass chasm. Yeah. Uh, okay. what, what, what critiques do you have? I think I had one more, but I can't think of it. My critique is it's kind of the opposite of what you're saying. You're saying like, oh, it felt like a full invasion force. The shot of them leaving was like, all right. Kids, you go. Adults will stay. We'll be prison. We'll be prisoners. There's a shot of them. They're like, they're leaving their adults behind, yeah. and there's like twenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That wait, where was that really? Everyone? <laughs> well, that's the build cast. You know, that's not the extras. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They they have the three named characters. They have yeah, the yeah. prisoner guy who's like, I guess that's just my role now. I'm the yeah. prisoner again. Yeah. And then Batu, and then. Sokka's dad, Sokka's yeah. dad. I can't remember his name right now. We didn't get to this, but prediction for all those prisoners. What do you think? They're going to be tortured and they're going to die. No, I'm just kidding. They're going to be locked up until the end of the, I think they're going to be free at the end of the end of the show. Wait, and like afterwards. Aang beats like, the Fire Lord. Yeah, I don't think. You did it, a... gang. Like that kind of yeah. thing. All right. Oh, actually, no. I think. Ooh, okay, okay couple of variables that i forgot about there's sparky sparky boom boom man is still unresolved yeah and then iroh's out and about i think iroh's gonna be this boogeyman in the shadows of the fire nation mm. so maybe i think when war breaks out maybe he'll bust all of them out to fight in the war uh okay or in in like the final battle as well the breaker of chains <laughs> yes the melter of chains the melter of chains yeah and so that's you think that's how he got out as he just melted the, the bars bo- boiler of Boiler of tea. No, I think Iroh <laughs> did something something weird. I think he... Clearly, there's something different in firebending with Sparky Sparky Boom Boom Man is like okay. some explosive detonator guy. The prisoner guard was like, I've never seen anything like it. Like, yeah. he just like busted oh, out he, of there like a madman or yeah. something like like an animal. I think like Iroh like Voltorb like exploded or like, like mm-hmm. he did something. I feel like he probably did like a type of bending that we don't know about. Okay. I don't think he just sat there and like held the bar until it melted, Mm. which like I think he probably could do. But like that Mm -hmm. would take a long time Mm -hmm. because we were getting the sense in previous episodes that like he could leave if he wanted to. Yeah, he could leave at any time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like all that. I think it's time for a newbie recap. A newbie recap. I mean, <laughs> how do I keep mixing this shit up? Man? All right. You always mix every it up. time. The freshman year bogus thesis. Yep, yep. Wait, can I say one more? Critique? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because this is pretty bad. Yeah. Again, I understand that this is a kid's show <laughs> and we can't go too dark, but like they were so casual about like leaving yeah. the people behind okay. as prisoners Bye. of Be war. Be safe. Bye. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. It was like they were going off to summer camp. They're like, like okay, well, you'll be okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> they were so casual. Like they even did that prisoner guy? I've been in the oh, prison before. I've been before. in the prisons before. It's tough, but we'll be okay. They literally like soften the consequences. Yeah. Because like, it's a kid's show. Yeah. Another probably note from an executive. Like to me, I feel like one of them should have been like wailing and crying. 
yeah. Katara maybe and should have been like, no, we can't, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like, you literally have to like rip them away as yeah. they fly off on opera. Yeah, because like, then it, the I think consequences that so much feel, more powerful. yeah, agreed. It feels like a whatever consequence is just like, we'll put you in the timeout box yeah. and then when you're ready, you'll come yeah. out, right? Yeah. I agree. And, uh, you know, I think even that would have been good. I would have liked it to go even further where like maybe the prisoner guy, instead of saying that, says like, I've been in these camps before. I can't go back. Take yeah. me with you. Like, bleh. So maybe it doesn't need to go that far, but that's the other critique that I had in mind. Okay. Maybe this is a bogus thesis. Okay. Here's my bogus. Yes. Actually, this is a bogus thesis. All right. Ready? Ready for this bogus um, thesis? Hit me. Okay. Hit me, baby. One more time. All right. You got earthbenders, right? Yeah, Earthbenders. You, we got them. We got them. What are Earthbenders good at doing? They're good at bending Earth. Good at bending Earth. What are they standing on? They're standing, standing on, on earth, earth, baby. And what is about to happen to them? They're going to be captured, right? Yeah. They're going to be captured. What is Earthbending good at? It's good at defense. It's good at tunneling. Yeah. I feel like they could get... I feel like they can just get out of this, or at least hide... Very effectively, yeah. in that the, the firebenders just wouldn't be able to get them, right? Yeah, that, that's the whole. That's how earthbending started. It's about like building tunnels, like hiding from the fire nation. Secret right? tunnel. Just build a secret tunnel. You have a ton of earthbenders. You have the boulder first of all. Get the boulder. Yeah, that yeah. guy's a good earthbender. You that know, guy's him. jacked. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they're imminently being captured right now. They're like, we're we're gonna we're we'll be captured. Just start tunneling. Yeah. Just start tunneling. Block off the entrance. How are they gonna get in? Yeah. And then if they if you sense them coming, just keep moving the tunnel. Yeah. Doug Trio use dig. Yeah, exactly. And then just wait it out. Or pop up somewhere else and find a, another way to escape. Yeah, dude, the Earth Nation really like Earthbending really is OP for like military <laughs> yeah. tactics. Yeah, in terms of taking anyone by surprise anywhere. Yeah. Like just going underground. Also, you can just like easily destroy infrastructure. And that's what they did this time. It's like for their original assault on that beach thing, what they did this time is they were where they're going up the mountain, they had all these like Fire Nation little outposts. And then yeah. they caused landslides and they they just collapsed. And it's like they could all the earthbenders could have done that for all of these other like ballistas that were shooting at them. Before I understand yeah. they got to get closer to do that, but I don't know, man. Earth bending, every bending, you can find a way to be like, it's so OP. And it's, but especially when it comes <laughs> to just like, like staying put, hiding, defending, that's where yeah, earth yeah, bending yeah. shines. And yeah, that's where they could have just like, yeah. just tunnel, build a fucking bunker underground, yeah. just like the Fire Lord did. Yeah. My devil's advocate to that, it'd, it'd be like, okay, but what about like food and water? Uh, I guess they're also on top of a magma, so it's can't yeah. really go too far. But And like, I guess in theory, they have the Daily as well, but... <clears throat> uh, well, they didn't know that. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They could have gone there and like popped up places, stealing food and water, bring it back down. Yeah, you're right. You you're know? right. You're right. You could wreak a lot of havoc. Exactly. You do some guerrilla tactics, but that's too yeah. that's too mature for. Well, I guess Jet yeah, was yeah, a guerrilla yeah. guerrilla guy. Yeah, but like, dude, imagine having Earthbender guerrilla tactic. I mean, that's oh, basically yeah. what like the v- Vietnam jungle <laughs> warfare <laughs> exactly. was. They like, yeah. dude, did you go into one of those holes when you were in Vietnam? I missed that, but I I heard uh, about it. Yeah, dude, it was insane. You couldn't spread your arms at all. It's just like you could barely fit your shoulders in there. Yeah, and like I'm I'm not a big guy, but like I'm a normal sized Asian dude compared mm-hmm. to like 50 years ago yeah. in, in like Southeast Asia. Like these things are built for like five, two, like yeah. small compact men. And mm-hmm. like, it'd be like a third of a size of a manhole cover. Yep. Like it, it was tiny, tiny, but, but like imagine an earthbender just fucking popping out whenever. Exactly. 
That would strike fear in the heart of the Fire Nation. I know that. Well, it'd just be terror, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You can't, you wouldn't be able to take the, you can't take the fight down. To you can't, you can't no. take them down, but like you can survive and you can, yeah. And you outlast, can, exactly. Like, you can destroy their what, infrastructure, which is what yeah. Vietnam's st- strategy was then. Mm-hmm. You just need one really good yeah. fight, Earthbender to just, you're just a gopher going in to yeah. destroying everything. Yeah. And they, you can't catch them. Toph's wrestler friends, like the, the Boulder and the other people, yeah. like they don't seem as good as Toph, but they certainly seem oh, no, that like yeah. good enough in that sense. They're they're definitely very skilled earthbenders. Yeah. Because they're like the number two behind Toph, at least when it comes to competitive bending. But that's my thesis. It brought up another thing I want to talk about after this, but let's hear your thesis. I'm going to say, I don't even know how to wrap this up, but I'm going to say the volcano is a metaphor for... <laughs> Zuko <gasps> or or the the spirit of the fire nation or something. Okay. Basically I'm trying to say like Zuko had to go within to find his answer. Just like he went mm. within the volcano. He had to descend had to down. Go, yes, and he mm. had to descend down to the core. To the core and it wasn't the answer wasn't on the outside, it was on the inside. And all the different tunnels and like the Aang being lost represent you know, Zuko's internal conflict yes. and confusion. The labyrinth, the yes. labyrinth that is understanding oneself, trying to find yes. the center of the maze. And at the yes. center of the maze is his deep-rooted conflict of his feelings for his father. Yes. If he's going to let his father determine his destiny, and he says, no, actually, it's not my destiny to fight you. Yeah. That's not, that's pretty good. That's pretty bogus. I like it. I like it. That's pretty uh, bogus and juvenile. Uh, uh, no, I like that as well that the chamber is this like metal heart. Exactly. It's a hard, exactly. this super hard shell. It's tough to crack. It's it's there deep down and inside is like his biggest enemy that he has to overcome, not by battling, but by, by talking through it with him and, and admitting and, yeah. and trying to come to terms yeah. with these feelings. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about one thing because we brought up Jet. Uh, yeah. Let me send you something. They uh, for this live action show, they just released a few other images. I'm gonna show oh, it to nice. you. Oh, nice! Ooh, I think Jet looks pretty good. Are you sure I can look at these? Yeah, is this Jet with like the hair? Yeah, which Jet? I think Jet looks. Jet great. does have this oh, shaggy then, hair, and there's June. If you remember, dude, June looks great. Yeah, the outfit is like very close to what they're, and yeah. she looks like she's on like a CGI. Dude, is this Danny Putty as uh, the mechanist? Danny Pudi, who's that? Yeah, it is. Danny Pudi is the guy from uh, Community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they really look great. I gotta mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. They did the thing where uh, I feel like it shouldn't be hard to pull off, but it must be because usually Hollywood fucks up making animation costumes look true to the color, but like not making it too yeah. comical. Yeah. I think Marvel was one of the first people to do it well. Mm-hmm. The uh, Water Nation Inuit, the blue, the green of like uh, Suki's like Kyoshi warrior garb, mm-hmm. like Ang's like red, like they, they all look so good. Mm-hmm. Also, I think um, clearly they're putting like cultural. I mean, like as much as I shit on like woke culture going too far, like I, I do think like people are actually held accountable for like cultural authenticity now. Yeah. And like Hollywood, especially seeing the hair and like the i guess who is that the fortune teller like this asian woman next to suki that's grand grand that's um katara and sokka's grandma wait what next to suki oh sorry that that is an original character that's suki's mom oh okay okay. original to this series she looks so authentically like i don't know asian even though it's like a fictional asian she looks dignified Mm -hmm. it it just looks good Mm -hmm. 
I agree. But yeah, uh, Jet Jet looks really great and like true to his band of thieves terrorist, yeah. but like also kind of bad boy. Also kind of like ooh, maybe I want to smooch him. Maybe Katara wants to smooch him, <laughs> kind of thing. Little 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 bit of a heartthrob vibe. Yeah, yeah. Well, just want to show that to you. Uh, looking forward. This one is is premiering in February, February twenty second. Yeah, on my birthday. So ooh, it's coming up, coming up, and I'll be I'll be in L A around that time. That's right. Maybe we can watch some together. Yeah. Okay, dude. Everybody, thank you for tuning in again to another episode. We'll be back soon with another one. Yeah, we should be able to, during this little break, do a bunch. Yeah. I, I have nothing planned. For I have a whole week off. Um, nice. <laughs> so yeah, everyone, thank you for, for listening. Uh, make sure to leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you think. Respond to the little Q&A. Uh, I'm excited to hear from everyone, and we'll see you next time. Have any words of weed and piss? What? what (laughs) i surprised myself (laughs) words of weed um pister (laughs) pister word of weed um pister (laughs) oh my dyslexia oh words of wisdom peter pister I've, I've never been called that in my life. Oh, boy. I mean, we've said it before. We've said it again. Search within. Search within yes. your dormant volcano. Look for that. Look for that uh, bunker with your yeah. with your trauma in there. Yeah. Gently tap on it and, and gently let it open. It might zap you, but you can let it out mm-hmm. after. <laughs>